Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update podcast for January 19th, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News, the proud home of MarketsWiki and MarketsWiki Education. We invite you to explore our extensive collection of trading history videos on the MarketsWiki Education page at johnlothiannews.com. This includes the Open Outcry Traders History Project and the Path to Electronic Trading video series. Thank you for joining us. In this podcast, we'll give you a rundown of what's included in today's John Lothian newsletter. We'll discuss key points from the hits and takes section, share anecdotes from the first read section, spotlight the top three stories from the last JLN and JLN options editions, and dive into the initial three stories from today's JLN's lead section. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. FIA reported that global futures and options trading volumes reached a record 137.3 billion contracts in 2023, driven primarily by a surge in options trading on Indian exchanges, with equity index options trading in India increasing by 153% to 84.3 billion contracts. Interest rate futures and options volume rose by 18%, reaching 6.1 billion contracts, and global futures and options open interest hit a record 1.25 billion contracts by the end of 2023. Overall, 2023 marked the sixth consecutive year of record-setting trading activity in global listed derivatives markets, although most regions saw only modest growth in trading volume. The Stack Conference concluded yesterday on a strong note with an anchor presentation by CNBC's Rick Santelli. Santelli expounded on his view of interest rate inflation and went into an extended conversation about electric vehicles and the impact they have on inflation. I also found the Alternative Liquidity Landscape Panel at Stack Revealing. Sylvia Davi's conversation with Barclays head of Latin American economics, Gabriel Casillas, was also very interesting as it traversed a dynamic part of the world. The conference ended with a country western-themed dinner in the ballroom at the Hilton that was entertaining and had a killer bacon bar. Miami International Holdings has appointed Kelly Brown as Senior Vice President, Derivatives Products and Business Development for MyX Futures. Patrick Young will have Bain and Company Capital Markets Practice Lead and Expert Partner and former Chiax CEO John Fildes on his IPO VID program on January 23rd at 1800 CET. 1300 EST in an episode titled Disruption and Growth. JLN last interviewed Fildes at Boca 2022 in a video titled John Fildes Down Under View from FIA Boca 2022. The Wall Street Journal has a video titled How Wall Street's Biggest Firm Wins Big from Bitcoin. iBit from BlackRock is the big winner. Investors like low fees more than they like large asset holdings, the journal reports. 
Reuters reports that the BlackRock Bitcoin ETF hit $1 billion in assets in the first four days of trading. This was the first of the newly approved Bitcoin ETFs to achieve this milestone. Meanwhile, analysts are saying that the success of the Bitcoin ETF could hurt Coinbase's trading volume and margin as more investors move to trading ETFs through equity brokers rather than trading Bitcoin on the Coinbase platform, Reuters reported. Geneva Trading is hiring a new Python architect in Chicago, Illinois. Get ready for a loud spring in the Midwest and Southeast U.S. as cicadas are coming back in historic hordes. This spring, for the first time since 1803, when Thomas Jefferson was president, two cicada groups known as Brood 19, or the Great Southern Brood, and Brood 13, or the Northern Illinois Brood, are set to appear at the same time in what is known as a dual emergence, the New York Times reports. The World Federation of Exchanges is hosting a webinar, Risk, Reward, and Market-Based Finance, in conversation with Ashley Alder, Chair of Financial Conduct Authority. It's on February 6, 2024, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central Time, or 1300 to 1400 GMT. The moderator is Richard Metcalf, Head of Regulatory Affairs at the World Federation of Exchanges. This is an open event. Learn more and register with a link in today's newsletter. A report from the Rocky Mountain Institute, RMI, the Great Reallocation, finds that the Build-out of renewable energy supply does not require a surge in capital expenditure, as is commonly believed by agencies like the International Energy Agency, IEA. In the report, RMI argues that renewable capital expenditures will roughly double while fossil fuel capital expenditures will roughly halve. That means falling fossil fuel capital expenditures will provide half of the growth in renewable capital expenditures. Download the report with a link in today's newsletter. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were How to Identify Top Performers in Options Trading from Yahoo Finance, Impact of Bitcoin ETFs, Revolutionary Change or Colossal Dud from Cointelegraph, The Options Dilemma that Reflects Broader FX Markets from NASDAQ. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with the link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Options Discovery, Episode 29. Understanding the Foundations to Become a Successful Options Trader, Mark Esposito, Options Mentor at Macmillan Analysis Corp., discusses this and more with JLN's Esma Awas. In this episode of Options Discovery, Esma Awas discusses the different principles that traders should understand about options. This episode includes a breakdown of calls and puts, choosing the underlying asset and volatility, and the Greeks, 
Esma then sits down with Mark Esposito, an options mentor at Macmillan Analysis, who shares more insights on the foundations of options trading. You can check out the options mentoring program with the link in today's newsletter or watch this video on johnwellianews.com. Here's a story from Bloomberg. The headline, Where Have All the Blueberries Gone? It's a niche commodity, but a dramatic price surge says a lot about how the world works. My father loves blueberries. It's become one of his great pleasures now that his Parkinson's disease has confined him to an assisted living facility in Southern California. But when I visited him earlier this month, I noticed that the request for a berry plate from the kitchen produced strawberries and other fruit, but no blueberries. The likely reason, the retail price has increased so dramatically, the facility's bean or berry counters cut back on purchases. That also means blueberry jams, pies, and muffins have become more expensive for everyone. My comment, I eat blueberries nearly every day. I have moved to frozen blueberries because I found that I would lose too many blueberries to mold in my refrigerator when I bought more when they were cheap. The frozen ones are consistent and don't spoil. Plus, I like the cold taste. Blueberries are an excellent source of many things for your diet and even cognitive health or at least I remember being told, and the fact that I can remember is a good sign it is working. Here's a story from the Financial Times, the headline, AI heralds the next generation of financial scams. Voice cloning is just one of the new tools in the trickster's armory. It was last spring when Patrick Fitzgerald received a telephone call at work. He had been playing music via his phone, so when he picked it up, the voice of his daughter screaming that she had been kidnapped erupted over the speakers. Everyone has these points in their lives like, oh, that moment I almost drowned as a kid, he says. It was one of the most emotionally scarring days of my life. Declining an offer of a firearm from a colleague, Fitzgerald, a shop manager based in the western U.S., raced to get cash out from a bank while staying on the phone. My comment, JLN uses AI technology in some of its videos, and it sounds pretty good. Not great. Here's a story from the Financial Times. The headline, Why do we think we can beat the market? Forget get rich quick. Aiming for consistency will help you get richer slowly. Last week's launch of the FT's annual stock picking contest prompted a flurry of emails from readers. The purpose of the competition is educational. We want to encourage more people to get into investing. However, some of you are, quite rightly, concerned that trying to select the best or worst performing shares in 2024 encourages investors to favor short-term gambles over investing wisely for the long term. My comment, some dreams will never die. Here's another story from the Financial Times. The headline, UK banks prepare for deep fake fraud wave. Experts warn that rapidly developing technology threatens to put financial crime on steroids. Virgin Money boss David Duffy was thousands of miles 
from his bank's Newcastle headquarters when he realized the urgent need to amp up its fraud prevention strategy as he took a tour of Microsoft Seattle's headquarters with other bank chiefs in May, he learned how deep fake voices and other video would soon be able to trick his customers into sending money to fraudsters. My comment. The criminals are going to be ahead of the public, and the individual is the weak link in the chain. Here are the top three stories from Thursday's JLN. Our top story Thursday was Futures Discovery, Careers in the Futures Industry, Episode 4 of John Lothian News' Futures Discovery video series. Second was Could Beanie Babies Be Securities? Judge Raises Question at SEC Coinbase Hearing from the Wall Street Journal. And third was The Dow for Crypto Markets, New Coindesk 20 Index Underpins Futures Contracts at Bullish from Coindesk. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's story. Our lead stories from Bloomberg. The headline, Wall Street's counterattack on Gary Gensler strikes at SEC's foundations. The SEC chair fights the clock and Wall Street to finish the job. His agenda on everything from markets to climate is under attack. The fake news, supposedly from SEC, arrived at precisely 4.11 p.m. The real news from Gary Gensler came 15 minutes later. The official X account of the Securities and Exchange Commission somehow had been hacked. The SEC chair tweeted flatly from his personal account. An earlier post on SEC.gov on at SEC.gov claimed the commission had approved several Bitcoin investment products was false, possibly a ploy to manipulate the cryptocurrency. Here's another story from the Financial Times. The headline, Passive Eclipse Active in U.S. Fund Market as Assets Swell to $13.3 Trillion. Milestone comes after decades of growth in index investment products. Passively managed U.S. mutual funds and exchange-traded funds have for the first time amassed more money than their actively traded managed counterparts, thanks in large part to years of strong inflows into the increasingly popular ETF wrapper. At the end of December, passive U.S. mutual funds and ETFs held about $13.3 trillion in assets, while active ETFs and mutual funds had just over $13.2 trillion, according to data released by Morningstar. On the net, active funds shed about $450 billion last year. Passive funds took in about $529 billion. And then finally, here's a story from Reuters. The headline, Binance heads to court seeking dismissal of SEC fraud lawsuit. Binance is due to square off against the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission in a Washington courtroom on Friday, marking the second high-profile hearing this week involving the regulator and a top crypto exchange. The world's largest crypto exchange will urge a federal judge to toss a lawsuit the SEC filed against it in June. The regulator accused Binance, its CEO and founder Chen Peng Zhao, and Binance 
U.S.'s operator of artificially inflating its trading volumes, diverting customer funds, failing to restrict U.S. customers from its platform, and misleading investors about its market surveillance controls. Binance was also accused of facilitating trading of several crypto tokens the U.S. deemed securities. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please consider spreading the word about our podcast among your friends. Moreover, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate it if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform on which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the Daily John Lothian Newsletter email yet, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated with respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian. Mm-hmm.